2: Today we are reaching back into our archives to share some of our favorite stories with women over 40. Each of these women has started something special and we wanted to make sure our new listeners didn't miss out on hearing these conversations. Old or new to the podcast, we hope each of these stories inspires you to consider your own possibilities. Enjoy. Pursuing your future doesn't end at 40. In fact, it may mark the beginning of knowing who you are, what you're capable of, and what you really want. But knowing what's next and how to get there can be a challenge, especially when old narratives play on repeat. Liberty Road is here to share stories so that you can consider your possibilities, pursue your purpose, and move into your future with intention. I'm your host, Netta Jones, and we're here to listen, learn, and liberate dreams one episode at a time. This time we've got a really cool. Well, we always have really cool women here. I I, I can't say that um, the last 17 haven't been awesome. But um, today we've got a really special story behind this brand. And I'm excited to have Ira Green in studio with us from Freedom freedomdeodorant.com. Don't get, don't get confused. I love that you're freedom and we're liberty. That's so, this is going to be great. This is going to be a great 4th of July. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. So Ira, tell us a little bit about your company and sort of how it came to be.
0: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. You know, so is this, this is such a pleasure, and this is so cool. And I get to come out to California. Which yes, love we'll to have do. you okay, anytime. Right? Yeah. Be nice and cool here from Las Vegas. Nevada, I know, so. I know.
2: Except for it's maybe been too cool. We need the sun. So? Yeah,
0: come yeah. over to 110 degree okay. weather. No, like, feel, no, feel no, we're free. good. We're yeah. all set. Yeah, no, set. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, thank you. But um, I, w- I do want to tell you, you know, how we came about. Yeah, we got a pretty cool story. So, if I do say so myself, um, but. I, a, few, a few years ago, I had three friends diagnosed with breast cancer, and they're 32, 41, and 43. And they were diagnosed within a year of each other. Wow. And um, it was just, it was the oddest thing, you know, three different kinds of cancers, uh, three different treatments. Um, and the one thing across the board the doctors were saying was start putting natural products on your body, stay away from the chemicals, you know. And <laughs> one doctor said, you know, I'd advise you not to wear any antiperspirant. And I thought okay, that is so strange. Like, they're not telling you to drink less. They're not yeah. not that they were drinkers or anything like that. But yeah. the stuff you tend to hear about wasn't what they were necessarily saying. And so I did a little research. I'm a crazy single mom of three daughters, you know. So I thought, okay, what what's the sandy perspyrin thing? And um, I looked it up. And, you know, you hear a lot of good, bad, and ugly on it. And um, I tried to drown out the noise. Yeah. But what I didn't know was that antiperspirin was a drug by the FDA. Did you know that?
2: I didn't know that. Well, after I checked out your website, I learned that.
0: <laughs> but wait, I, but I that knew out, it wasn't right. good.
2: I knew it wasn't good, but I didn't know all the reasons why. So
0: so right there was like, okay, wait a minute, hold on. It's an over-the-counter drug. I'm a person that doesn't even like to take ibuprofen unless right. I have to, you know. Right. And here I am putting an over-the-counter drug that technically changes the way my body works every day I'm putting this on. And I'm putting it on right next to my breast. And I have three friends that are diagnosed with breast cancer. So call me crazy, but if it looks like a duck, act like a duck, yeah. quacks like a duck, you know, maybe I yeah. don't wanna have the duck. Yeah. You know, um, so I did what every normal human being would do. And I ran over to a local health food store and I bought a natural deodorant. And uh, I don't know if you've had this experience, but it wasn't good. Yeah, I have. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. two hours later, I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm. Um, <laughs> you know, nice outfit on, full, that table full of men and women talking. And all of a sudden I just, I kind of looked around and went, is that me? <laughs> you know? And your arms yeah. kind of clamped down and you're like, oh my God, that is me. And you know, you don't want to hug anybody. You're, you're like, you're just sure.
2: trying to beeline out. Sure. Like, you don't want to be animated. No, 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 mean, no, yeah.
0: no. And I literally smell like I just came back from Colorado, you know, singing Kumbaya with my buddies. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, no, no. So I went and bought my second deodorant and my third, and my fourth, and my fifth. And it was just nonstop. It was either they didn't work, um, they smelled like trees, I don't Mm -hmm. want to smell like a tree. Yeah. Like whose idea was it to put tea tree in everything? (laughs) It's good on my yoga mat. It is not good on my body. Okay. The only kind of patchouli I want is the Tom Ford kind. Yeah. You know, like really. So um, they didn't smell good. I had to put my hand in a jar or something, you know, and it would get under my nails, which was like gross. Yeah. And, um, or I had to take a rock and put it underwater and put it underneath, you know. It was so hard to switch, so hard to go natural. And I'm like, why is it so hard? Like, why can't it just be normal? Why can't it smell great? Why can't it look great? Because I don't know if you've seen some of the packaging that's out there. Yeah, I have. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I like my bathroom. Yeah. You know, I like the packaging <laughs> I put out I there. I respect my bathroom I and do. the products in like, it. Have yeah. you ever bought a product and you just want to put it on your counter? You yeah. know, and it just looks so pretty. It wasn't any of the deodorants I bought, you know? Um, I always kept them underneath the counter because they didn't match my aesthetic. Yeah. And um, I'm like, why can't it be pretty? Why can't it smell good? And then, by the way, can it work? Like all day. I remember there was one deodorant um, that was in Sephora, and I was so excited, and it was like about $20, and it smelled really good. It smelled beautiful. It had really pretty packaging. And I was applying it three, four times a day, and I thought that was normal. You know, but I just didn't want to believe that it didn't work for me, and it didn't work for me. And what I realized is you don't have to apply three, four times a day. You could actually have a great product that doesn't hurt you, that is completely natural, um, that looks great, that smells great, and is actually effective, if not more effective than what you were wearing before.
2: Now, you're driven by this story of your three friends and the fact that you have these three daughters that are at some point going to start wearing some kind of deodorant, antiperspirant. Yeah. And you're like, well, how how do I resolve this drug issue. Okay. That's one. And then you test out the products that are available and you don't like them for various reasons. How do you get to the point where there's that problem and you start a company? Like, did, did you know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? And then you're like, I think I'll dabble here. Or was this an issue of circumstance and even sort of the inner activist in you who wanted to do something for your friends?
0: I think it was a little bit of both. You know, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I want to be an entrepreneur. Because a lot of things that people don't tell you in starting a business is a lot of things that people don't tell you in starting a business. You know, it's not all, not everybody is Steve Jobs. You know, not everybody's flying around on private jets and rocking it. And, you know, like I always think of the Lord song, you know, the tiger and chain. Yeah. You know, like it's not like that, right? You're working 24 yeah. seven. It's uncertainty. It's, you know, how much revenue are we bringing in this month? You know, there's a lot to do with it. So it wasn't exactly the path I wa- wanted to walk down. But what I realized is I actually owned a business before that. Um, I had a financial firm for 10 years because I was a financial advisor for 18. And that's kind of independent because even though you work sure. underneath a platform, you're pretty independent. You have to go get your Yeah, you're the one hustling. You're yeah. the one hustling, making your own um, money. And it was interesting. One of the best things that happened to me was when I worked for uh, Citigroup and, mm-hmm. um, and I had my boss come up to me and tell me that women should be barefoot and pregnant at home. And I actually said that was the I'm best. sorry. Can we just
2: – who are these people that we always hear an anecdote about in so many – I mean, interviews that we do, interviews that we listen to, who are they? And like, what are they not listening to the news? Are they not watching TV? This was a while ago. Okay. I'm, I'm, but old. I'm old. still. So, wow. Well, w- hey, watch it. Hey, <laughs> hey. I knew exactly what
0: you were talking about earlier. Remember that. Okay. 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 So, um, you know, <laughs> and this, we're talking, this was, gosh, 17, 18 years ago. And now. how
2: did that come out? Just why are you in the financial industry? You should be at home?
0: You know, it, was, it it's a long story. Okay. Um, I was probably it always not, not yeah. the easiest employee either. Okay. I, d- okay. I did demand a lot and I was, you know, I I, I did well too, you know. Okay. And there was just, I got a brand new boss who didn't like the fact that I was kind of challenging him on stuff. And the last time I challenged him and um, I had just gotten married, was pregnant and uh, pregnant after I got married. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it sounded okay. kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. um, for, for your but, girls um, who are listening. Just saying. <laughs> um, but... And, you know, it just came out. And I looked at him and I was like, that is the best advice I've ever gotten in my life. Because it was. Because I walked right out that door and started my own financial firm. And if he didn't say that, I would have stayed there and probably put up with it and put up with it and put up with it. So little did I know I was a total entrepreneur. I mean, granted, I walked out, I drank about, Well, I didn't drink because I was pregnant, but I really wanted to. I had a glass of wine. Um, But I ended up getting very sick. (coughs) You can talk about that. But um, I was terrified. But it was something in me that I guess it didn't scare me to start a business. Mm -hmm. Um, I already felt like I had one because I already had to go out and get clients. And Mm -hmm. my income was solely based on what I did, Mm -hmm. Um, that it didn't scare me as much. So I didn't really know. What that meant, I just knew that I had to do it, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs, it's not them going, "I'm going to start my own business." They're going out there, going, "I just want to do this." Sure, you know, I can't go to sleep until I do do this. I can't. Figure There's this, this out. nagging. It's this nagging. You can't go to yeah. sleep. Yeah,
2: yeah. So okay. So now get us get us from okay. no good deodorant to like, do you start calling people that like make
0: the products that are on the so back and no. saying hello? Yeah. Now this is interesting. Okay, because it got to the point where I just I, I stunk really bad. Okay, I was going into a volunteer. I was volunteering at a kids um, uh, event. Yeah, and it was July, and it was really hot in and, Vegas. In Vegas, yeah, <laughs> and they had like no air conditioning, and I'm like, oh, I'm down. I'm just, I'm toast, right? So I looked at the women that I was volunteering with, and I, go- I'm like, I have to tell you this. Like, I'm trying out a new natural deodorant, so if it, if it stinks, like it's me. Like, well, let's be up front with it, right? <laughs> I bathe, but it could be this, okay? And right. a friend of mine looked at me, and she goes, "Well, why didn't she make it?" She goes, "I make my own, and I don't smell." And I'm like, "What?" And I'm like, oh my God, I'm turning into, I'm going to turn into the woman who's making deodorant in her kitchen. What has happened to me? Like, I was not the girl that watched Pinterest. I looked at Pinterest twice and felt like a really bad mother. I did. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I can't do any of this stuff, right? I cannot frost cupcakes like that, right? Yeah. So I never looked at Pinterest. I wasn't huge on the, on watching bloggers. You know, if I had a moment of peace, because remember I ran a financial firm and I had three small kids as a single mom, Yeah. you know, um, I didn't have a lot of downtime. Like my happy place was reading people magazine when it came in once a week. Right. And, um, so I didn't know about this stuff. And so she, she came over to my house. She showed me how to make it. Um, and she just used a Pinterest recipe. recipe. That was it. And I remember sitting there going, oh my God this could be so much better. And I remember hers being really grainy and yeah. yellowish. And yeah. there you yeah. go. And, you know, but it smelled good. And I'm like, there's a lot of great essential oils out there. Like we could play with this stuff. And I've always been a fan of cosmetics. Like, hello, most women are, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember... And this is kind of funny. I remember years ago, somebody asked me, if you weren't a financial advisor, what would you be? And I go, oh, I'd be in the cosmetics industry. Really? Sure. I said that about, yeah, it was, it was about 10 years ago. I will never forget that comment. And I went, that would have been so fun, like, uh, to be in a business like that. And fast forward. And here you are. And here I am. And um, so I remember making it and having that moment of, oh, my gosh, I can make this better. Like, it just overtook me. I'm like, I can make this so much better. And I gave it to my friend Cindy to try out, right? And after I made like 45 different batches, my mm-hmm. kitchen you can walk into, there was no real food in there, but yeah. there was a lot of wax and <laughs> yeah. powders yeah. and flowers and stuff like that. And um, she was going through chemo at the time. And- um, Was she one of the three? She's the first of the three, okay. actually. Okay. And the breast cancer actually saved her life because they found the colon and ovarian at the same time. So- Oh my gosh. Just a quick update- She's cancer free. Uh, it's yay. her daughter Ainsley's birthday today. Oh. Like, and she's taking my kids on roller coasters right now in Vegas. So I love it. like she's awesome. I mean That's awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> she was going through early onset menopause from the chemo and everything else. And I gave her the deodorant. And I remember I always bought a couple to give to her, and we'd always call each other like this one didn't work. Another one yes. bites the dust, right? <laughs> and she called me crying. Couple of days later, and I was like, What happened? Like, what happened? Did you grow a limb? Like, what happened? And she goes, I don't smell. Oh. And I go, What? She goes, I, And then she's like crying and laughing at the same time because she's so happy. She was yeah. so happy. She smelled good. And it had been a long time. And she knew whatever she put on her body it didn't hurt her. And she was going through enough already. Yeah. And that's when I knew. This I is something. This. Yeah, that could change people's lives. It's freaking deodorant, right? I know, but it's it's <laughs> like, interesting
2: because it's we have had moments all of us where we see something in the market in the in a particular industry where we say somebody should really make that better. It's a different thing when you're like I'm the person that needs to make that better. When you really yeah. feel like I said that nagging or that call like it's it's on
0: me. Oh, I'm no. the person. I went to sleep thinking about formulas and labels and, uh, what it would look like in containers and every, like, I don't know what happened. It all flooded into my head. I didn't own a deodorant company at the time. I owned a financial firm and all I could think about was how do I mix this differently? How do I make it less this, less that, more this, more that? Then I'm like, who's going to buy it? I remember that. Who's going to buy it? Right. So I went through the proper channels, though, because you got to remember, I was a financial advisor. I worked with business owners. So I got a business license. I put in the trademark. You know, I I did a lot of the back backdoor stuff before we went forward. And um, when I launched it in May, so it's just... Two years ago, right? That's amazing. Um, when we launched it in May, I was like so happy when we got five orders. I remember that. I was like, oh my gosh. And it was like the worst website, <laughs> the worst <laughs> packaging, everything, right? I mean, it was ugly. Yeah. And But um, in spite of that, you in got In spite orders. of that, I just so, wanted yeah. to see. I just figured, you know what? What am I going to wait for? for? I've never been one to wait for something to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you wait mm. for something to be perfect, it's too late.
2: I yeah. I think that's a that's the that's a sign of success. You just you it's, you know, the enemy. What is right. it that don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good enough? I always right. say you just gotta keep moving. And in that you iterate and you make the you pivot, you make new decisions about who your customer base is, your packaging, your ingredients, whatever. You got to keep moving so that you know how to, how to change things. you don't know what you don't
0: know. You know what works yeah. for you, but I don't know what works for you or for you. But you know what? If I put it out there, you're going to tell me and I'm going to fix it, hopefully. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, exactly that. And I remember I, I took a little cooler and I went down to the strip in Las Vegas mm-hmm. with a cooler full of deodorants. And I started knocking on doors. I I swear to you, knocking on spas. You're kidding, no? Because you know one of the biggest things, like I'm, like I am such a brand snob. snob, Thank you, (laughs) that was a better word, right? Uh, Yeah, total brand snob in Mm -hmm. a sense of like I like my good brands, right? And there are certain stores that I bought brands from, and they didn't carry our products, but I couldn't knock on the doors like Sephora, or Nordstrom's just yet, could I? You know, because they're big, and this is I'm just starting out, and I'm like I'm in Vegas, and I'm local, and. There's some great spas out here. What if they just put up a couple and we see how it does? And da da da. It wasn't that easy, of course. Okay, it never yeah. is. But we got one spa to say, listen, we love what you're doing. We love your story. We're love. We love that you're trying to do this, but we don't carry deodorants.
2: Well, that was. I was actually going to say, like, I don't really know a spa that. And
0: carries I looked. Deodorant. at, Oh, there's plenty now. Really, Anniksen in Beverly Hills. By the way, okay. we got a put a shout out for them. Nice. Um So. Nice um oh no there's plenty now and um and I, I thought it was the weirdest thing why would they not you're going in there and getting body treatments every time I've gotten a massage a scrub anything else I've sat in the spa in the pool and everything else what do you do when you get out you, you're going to shower probably sure. right yeah. Hey, yeah. what do you do when you get out of the shower you put lotion on yeah yeah what do you do on after that you, you put on put, deodorant yeah. yeah but they don't sell deodorant no and I don't want to use their spray on. I was going to yeah. say
2: that there's, and then they have their spray on that's free if right. you know if the spa's nice right. no, <laughs> that no, no, you can course. use, and you don't if you, you know, don't. I don't want to use that. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. had three
0: friends go through cancer. That's right. The last thing I want to do is put that on. And by the way, the minute I'm going to walk out the door, I'm going to be smelly because I'm just that person, right? Yeah. And but they don't sell it. There's a gap there, right? right. So I'm like, how do you guys not see this gap? And I had this brilliant uh, spa director. Uh, Shannon Marinari. I'm going to I'm gonna throw it out there. She's going to kill me for that. But um, at <laughs> a very, very prestigious spa, Four Seasons. Uh-huh. And she said, I love what you do. Um, I hate your packaging. I said, okay, so you're telling me that if I change my packaging, right, that you're going to bring it in. She goes, I'd give it a shot. Oh, I love Shannon because that was a maybe. That wasn't a no. That was a maybe. Three months later, I sent it to her. I sent her a picture. We worked really hard on it to repackage it. Um, I'll tell you right now, when I sent her the picture, I still didn't even have the container. It was all on a computer. I was just hoping it would look like that when it came (laughs) in, right? (laughs) And um, we live and learn, right? And uh, she brought it in. when It did come in, and we had to tweak a few things, but it it did come in like that. And uh, we got it out there, and I showed up three days later to uh, do training. And I said, where would you guys put it? Like, you haven't put it out. Have you been waiting for me? That's so sweet. She goes, we sold out. Oh, my gosh. They sold out in two days. I was like, what? And She must she, have been shocked. Uh, she I was mean, in shock. She was shock. Yeah, and she had I, a
2: hunch, but it doesn't sound like she anticipated No, but you know that. what,
0: though? She, she thought outside of the box, which I got to give her so much credit for. You know, Um And she had the power to do that, you know, in her company, in, you know, yay Four Seasons and Mm -hmm. empowering their spa directors. I love that. And um, she did it. She took a chance, you know, on this little company and just said, okay, well, we'll see. And you know what I didn't know was that she switched herself too. She's our Frankincense peach girl. And she actually did an interview with American Spa um, October of this last year and said, I don't leave the house without this. It's so, on your
2: press um, page. Yeah,
0: on the press page. Yeah, on yeah, our yeah. Press page. I, and,
2: and she didn't
0: tell us she did that. And oh, that's who very cool. knew that at that point that it would take it to that level. And that became the Germany. So, so you initially
2: were starting out by going to other retailers. Yes. You didn't intend to necessarily retail this on your own site, or was that also going to happen? We did, okay. but the site was not pretty. Oh, that's like, right.
0: and, and not only that, for me, um, one of the biggest challenges I had was like figuring out websites, social, you know, well, social media is a whole different story. But yeah. um, oh, we'll get to that. Oh, we'll I, get know, to that. I know. I <laughs> know. But website in general, you know, I'm talking to all these website site designers and they want to charge me so much money to do this. And, you know, it, it's just I didn't know what they were talking about. Like I felt like they were speaking a different language. Consistently, I'm like, why can't you just put a picture of our deodorant up there? He goes, it doesn't work that way. You got this back end piece, this front end piece, this everything else. Sure. You know, fast forward two years later, I could, I could definitely tell you how to put together a website. There's no question about it. You know, but we learned a lot, and that scared me. That scared me to almost a paralysis. You know, um, I think when people get scared, they're afraid to move Mm -hmm. and I was afraid to move. Like we did this website and I remember when we launched it and I didn't understand it and I didn't make it better. I didn't work on it because it scared me. Mm. So I didn't want to focus on that, you know? So we got it to a physical place. We had like about five retailers in the first month. Um, and then we put on, uh, we met an Amazon partner and, um, she was wonderful And, um, she taught us a lot. She brought in our product and it went from selling five pieces to 25 pieces to 250 pieces to so on, to so on, so on. And, um, and really taught me as we did that whole process. So we were mainly Amazon spa, you know, small spa retailer, um, in our own website. And that was it.
2: Let me back up real quick because sure. there are going to be people listening that want to understand some of the, just like you were talking about, the back end, front end on yeah. the on the website. Some people that are are not going to be clear exactly about what you're saying and, and need to have that clarity. When you talk about the Amazon partner, yeah, that was a retailer who brought your line in but was retailing on Amazon,
0: yeah. So um, they're kind of a third party, right? you know, and there's a lot of third parties and a lot of people, oh, don't do that. Do it on your own. Uh, No, (laughs) no, no. Amazon's a whole beast. You got to look at Amazon as a store, kind of like you would look at Target or Nordstrom. Sure. You have to put Amazon in the same level, okay? And within Target and Nordstrom's, they have buyers and they have, you know... Brand ambassadors and everything else. And you gotta look at that as somebody's gotta do that for you on Amazon. You can't just put a product on Amazon and expect it just to sell. That's
2: right. You and and it's it's only it's only meaningful distribution if people know it's there.
0: Absolutely otherwise it's
2: buried in the millions of products that Amazon sells.
0: Oh, we were like one of thirty nine thousand deodorants, you know, like (laughs) how is anybody going to find freedom? Yeah. You know, so, um, it was, it was, I think one of the smartest things I did was to go with, uh, with Corey in, in the sense of she taught me a whole bunch. That's one, Mm -hmm. but not only that, like she managed that for me. Like she, I can't imagine brand new person going out there and trying to start a business get your retailers, get everything else, plus manage Amazon, make sure everything's okay and everything. She did all that for me. And, yes, I had to make a concession. You know, we had to sell at wholesale to her, right? But, um, okay. yeah, Like, really, it's, it's just like you're wholesaling to a store and they're taking care of it and they're growing. They grew us completely. Well, and
2: I think that's the other thing. Like, a, a lot of times we think we want to hold on to 100% of whatever, but 100% of 10 is not very much. no. 10% of 100, 10% of 1000, 10% of 10,000 go on and on is meaningful money and it and and that is actually a business. Now you've got something to grow on. For sure. So people need to sometimes shift their paradigm. There's a time and a season I think for both, but what I love about you is you knew in the first few months you understood this. You understood like my I need to scale. Right. That needs to be where we W- that's where our growth is going to come from. It's not going to be from creating different verticals. So even though well, you have that now and we'll talk about that. If you
0: hire that. a sales team, you're going to pay your sales team that's and right. they're going to get you out to, to a wholesale that's right. Account, Somebody's right? making Somebody's money. So do that it. margin
2: is going Great. to somebody.
0: So why don't you get somebody who's an expert to do it in, in that field? And you got to remember too, when you go on Amazon, you have Amazon fees, you have FBA fees. Mm-hmm. So really, I mean… It's just an additional fee on there, and if you priced your product right, and you did your research, and you've got you know you know what your costs are, and you know your no- your numbers, and if you did all that part right, then that's fine. You can and how did you come up
2: with pricing, having tried all those natural products that didn't have nice packaging? I'm looking at your packaging now, not just the individual, but the 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 kind of collective group package you have. Like that's money. How yeah. did you know how to price yourself? when a lot of people in the green or natural product area are really looking, they, they don't care if it looks like, smells like trees and looks, a lot of them don't. I do. Right. I do. Right. I'm with you. Yeah. Um. So how did you figure that piece out? Because most of your competitors probably weren't as luxury-minded
0: right. as you. So we have, there's definitely, there's competitors that are more expensive competitors that are less expensive. Sure. We're kind of right in the middle. And that was my goal. That's the first thing I looked at is, what are my competitors priced at, you know? Um, So I had to get a range. Like, here's my low end, here's my high end, right? Of the ones that I wanted to compete against. Let's put it that way, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So this is what I've got That's a really
2: important distinction, by the way. The ones you wanted to compete against. It wasn't that every single deodorant or antiperspirant was a competitor.
0: No. If you look at that, you're going to get boggled down in the whole sea of competition. You know what I mean? You really got to see, like, who do I want to be like? Mm -hmm. Like, who's my idol? You know what I mean? I want to do what these guys are doing. Right. So I had to look at what are they doing? You know, and I wanted to fit somewhere right in the middle. I noticed there was a gap in the middle and there wasn't a lot of people in that gap. Uh So I figured that was my gap. So here's my X target number. Like, this is what I want to sell for. Okay. That's what I want to sell for. Cut it in half. That's my wholesale price. If that's my wholesale price, what is my multiple for, for growth? And, it, you know, across the board, it's anywhere from three to five times yeah. is, is really the goal to be at. Um, I did my research. Again, I was my background is finance. Um, even though I will tell you, coming in and starting your own business on this side in a totally different field, you forget a lot of stuff that you, you sure. do. And, sure. Um, but, you know, and then I did a multiple against that. And I said, okay, let me back it up what do i have to do what do the ingredients look like and remember by this point too i had already called a ton of manufacturers i had called a couple chemists we had an idea i knew the cost of this because i was making it already
2: you know so you does that mean you could negotiate a little bit with them because of you understood what yeah. what those ingredient were. costs were what about So you were talking about having this multiple that you could sort of back into, but a lot of times that we get to that number based on volume. And when you're a startup, it's really hard to, you know, you know that if I buy 10,000 units, my unit cost is going to go down substantially. And then my, then I can make that up margin wise in my wholesale uh, price or my retail price, but it's really hard to buy that sort of volume when you're first starting out. So
0: not really. So, okay, you, okay. Yes and no. Like, yes, obviously, you know, you're buying 10,000 pieces of one thing, you're going to get a huge discount. Yeah, it's a, that's a garage
2: like, full of deodorant if we don't sell it.
0: <laughs> welcome yeah, to my yeah, house yeah. for a long yeah, time. Yeah. I actually kicked my daughter out of her room. We used yeah. her room as storage because I have a really like, good air conditioning uh-huh. in
2: there. So, you're um, like, my college plan for you yeah. <laughs> is going in this I'm room. Like, Trust me, give up your room. <laughs> yeah. It'll be worth it in the yeah. end,
0: right? Yeah. So, um, you know, I think there is. A penalty for thinking small and a penalty for thinking big, you know, um, on both sides. And I think, again, it's that happy medium in the middle that if you call someone and you ask them, listen, I can't buy 500 pounds, right, of baking soda, right? But I could buy 50 pounds of it. What can you do for me? Can you help me on shipping? Can -hmm. you help me on something else? And they'll say, well, if you buy maybe a couple other ingredients here, we'll give you a bulk discount. Mm -hmm. Great. You know, I... I looked a lot. And I also, when you, when you go to order stuff online too, they'll always give you bulk discounts and you'll see it. And it's the biggest one that's usually the best one. Mm-hmm. Not the most pieces, but you'll see that maybe between 25 pounds and 75 pounds is the biggest drop in price,
1: mm-hmm. you know?
0: And then beyond that is only like 10 cents. But before that is like So $2. you were looking for those sweet spots across yeah. the board yeah. to make and up for the price. Absolutely. And then I kind of backtracked it of like, if I bought all of this stuff now, I would save X amount of dollars overall, and I can make X amount of deodorants. You know, because we got a commercial kitchen in the beginning. You know, and so we kind of had an assembly line of making it ourselves. So we could buy in a little okay, bit more. Back up. So yeah. getting
2: a commercial kitchen is just getting the license for your kitchen in yep. your home, or you work no. outside, outside in a commercial kitchen. I have to because be- there is a new. I can't remember what it's called, but people Love. who are making like jams and things like that in their home, and you can at least in California, you can get an in-home permit right to do that and sell those products. But we that's not that what for, you're like, talking about. Okay. No,
0: we okay. did that for a minute, right? At the very, 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 very beginning. Mm-hmm. We did that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it it cut I have to be honest with you. You know, I have three kids. Sure. Right. Um no one wants peanut butter in there, too. Nobody go does. Yeah. You know, I mean and not only that, I have friends that are like, oh, we get everything spotless and clean. And I'm like, but you can't like mm-hmm. you really need a sterile environment. You really need to do nothing else in that environment, it's a great way to start. I, th- I recommend it to absolutely sure. everybody. It's a great way to start. But the minute that you can get it into a place where it's sterile, and now we've got manufacturers, of course, but it made such a huge difference just to go somewhere where we knew that it was cleaned up, it was taken care of, it was sterile, you know, and I, one, didn't have to destroy my house. I sure. still destroyed my house, but you know, yeah, it was there's, there's something to be said about that, you know? Um, And also too, you got to think of shelf life too, when you're using this stuff, you know, if you're making it in your house, do you know how to test it for your shelf life or anything like that? These are all things because I'll give you a great example. Do you know shea butter has got a six month uh, shelf life if you get it organic? Mm -mm. Do you know what happens to it after six months? Mm -mm. It goes rancid. Mm. Don't you want that in your products? Yeah. You know, it's like, and how do you keep it cool? And how do you do this? And how do you do that? So,
2: Which all become issues when you can't have certain stabilizers based on chemicals because you're creating an all-natural product.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, we wanted to make the shift to the commercial kitchen just at least to make it on the cleaner side. And then we wanted to shift over to the manufacturer like that. Like we wanted to go as quickly as humanly possible because I did know we could do it better. And I did want to make sure that it was the best product that people could get out there too. So in so many different ways.
2: I love the thoroughness of of kind of from beginning to now, how you considered creating the product and giving, I mean, from the packaging, your own desire to have something that was pretty. Yeah. Um, influenced by your, the Four Seasons buyer desire right? <laughs> to have something that was pretty. But I, I love that there was consistency in that. And, and also in you talking about your, your background as a, in the financial industry and how growing that business that you had a, you know, customers, you had relationships, you had to build relationships, maintain relationships, those are all things that have informed who you are as an entrepreneur. It doesn't change. It's yes. just,
0: it's harder, but it's it's do,
2: Yeah, but it doesn't change in terms yeah. of you continue to cultivate those skills.
0: So one thing I forgot to leave out, um, yeah, I still ran a financial firm.
2: Wait, program. you forgot to leave out? I forgot <laughs> to leave it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and right, one thing, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I love that.
0: But, um, I ran the financial firm when I was doing it for a whole year. I worked, I did both. Yeah. So it was. Wow. It was As a single tough, mom. As a single mom. They've got, I, listen, I have a great ex husband, you know. Yeah. So he was, he was really diligent on helping me out with the girls and stuff like that. But it was, you know, you come home and you're at home yes. alone with three kids and they're on you. You know, there's no, hey, I'm going to research this. No, email which means this. you're staying up
2: trying to do this stuff at crazy hours, oh, and I then don't... you're getting
0: up early to right. do your other job. And then my mom wanted me to find a man. Anyway, okay. so we're, we're going we're to put that aside. M- mom, but, mom. But mom, right? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the funny thing is, you're doing that around the clock. I mean, that's all I was doing until it was about a year ago in March um, that I sold the financial firm finally and bought myself some freedom to really build the business that I wanted to build. That's awesome. I love, I love that it was... Um,
2: The opportunity was there. You took advantage of not only the opportunity that you know where you saw some negative space in the market, like oh, I can create something, but the opportunity that you had created in the seventeen years of growing a financial industry. You were like, I could continue to do this. You were obviously successful, but you know what? I feel like that nagging to do something else. This is an this this gift of being able to financially having the mind to having cultivated some of the skills to and having the financial freedom to and that doesn't i don't mean to say that you were flying around on jets oh, i God. just mean oh. to say that you you could take that risk
0: i could i could go you know a year or two and not have to necessarily collect an income you know yeah. and be able to put that right back into the company um it's not forever um yeah. it you know it still scares the heck out of me sure. you know at times and um but yeah i mean what I didn't know was I built my last business to build this business. Mm. And that's when I look back on it. And that's when I'm like, wait a minute. That's, I was really, like you said, I was building my own freedom.
2: Speaking of Steve Jobs, we're going to go back to him. I think in his Stanford, uh, Stanford um, commencement speech uh, that you can Google, YouTube, whatever, uh, he says that it's not until we are able to look back that we can kind of connect the dots. And, and I think that's so true. Like you're able, you didn't know that as a financial advisor. Right. Yeah. Um, You didn't know that. But then in retrospect, you can say, oh my gosh, that the intention of that was to build for this and for this future. And perhaps there's even another intention beyond deodorant, which we're going to get into in in a second.
0: I was just going to say that. I was like, what am I putting out there now? It's like, I'm very carefully washing everything. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Let me just ask you that really quickly. So you, in addition to the deodorants, you've got this body spray, you've got um, the lip bones? Lip Lip bones, Yeah. And so I have to believe that you're sort of like building an empire in the green space around beauty products. Is that the intention? Is it like, I kind of like this space. I
0: think I want to play in it a little bit more. So you're asking me if I want to rule the world? Yeah. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. A with me. I, with I, together. Come with okay. me. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I have my daughter Stella. It's yeah. so funny. She reminds me of like, you know, what is that? That evil. Um, oh yeah. Um, Doctor Evil. Yeah. Uh, what is know, his name with the uh, weird cat? Thing. Austin Powers. Yeah. Austin dude, Powers. Dude, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And it's so funny. I always looked at her and I go, "You're going to rule some small country at some point <laughs> in time." I just hope it's for good and not yeah. evil, right? <laughs> it is. It so is. It is. We're putting it out there. Um, you know. I grew up again, uh, you know, immigrant Jewish girl, like Estee Lauder was out. I remember, yeah. you know, we love the Estee Lauder products and everything else. And looking back at those journeys and listening to a lot of these amazing women that have built these companies. And I would love to even be considered to, to be in that category mm. with them. You know, um, we are building out new products. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really talk about them just yeah. yet, but there will so be one day So that just debut. means we have to go on the site and right, stay tuned. Right, right? stay tuned, um, follow our freedom journey. Yeah. Um, but there are going to be newer products, I think, that are – I don't think I know Okay, um, that will be coming out. I know we've got something coming out in the next six weeks. That's going to be pretty revolutionary and cool. Okay. Um, and then we are expanding beyond the deodorant side. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. We will stay
2: tuned for that. If you could go back and just give yourself one piece of freedom. So a uh, one piece. of
0: <laughs> See, I love it. We're one ready piece, to you over one everything. piece that you are one piece
2: <laughs> of advice. So go back to the, you know, the, the beginning of this two years ago And give yourself one bit of wisdom, advice, encouragement, what would it be?
0: I don't know if there would be one thing, but I think the most common thing that I'm starting to find is trust myself. Yeah. I know that sounds so weird because I'm a pretty strong woman and stuff, but I had a lot of people come in and tell me how to do things and I listened to them. And when I listened to them, I gave them my power a little bit Mm -hmm. and um, because I thought they knew better and because they were in the space Mm -hmm. and it, it never led to anything good. I have to be honest with you, you know, and, um, we were just talking, you know, somebody called me ignorant the other day, um, because I didn't read an email and I said, I did read the email. It just didn't make sense. So if mm-hmm. I'm the ignorant one, maybe you just don't know how to put together stuff, Yeah. you know, and, um, it, but it's interesting because two years ago, I actually probably would have listened to them and said, okay, well, all right, then you could do it. Or, you know, given people a lot of, yeah, just trust myself. Mm -hmm. Like I'm okay. Just because I've never been in the beauty field doesn't mean I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, and just because somebody else built a a bank, you know, or something like that doesn't mean that they're that much smarter than me. You know, um, this is my business. I got it to where it is. I want smart, amazing, great people around me, you know, but I got to learn how to trust myself a little bit more.
2: I love that. I think all of us can stand to hear that. So we've talked, in, you know, in this, in keeping with this theme, we've talked a lot about how social media used to be a like, do you do it? Do you not do it? And now it's like, you have to do it. You have and it's to. how you do it and which ones, you, which platforms you focus on. Right. So tell us a little bit about kind of how you've begun building relationships with your consumer base, both those who are existing consumers and those who you want to be your kind of target consumer, um, through social media and what platforms you like to use.
0: So, you know, it's a trial and error. Yeah. You know, we've gone through multiple social media, um, partners. Uh, we've tried to do it ourselves. We've, um, we're still going through the, you know, finding a, sp- a, a space of like, where are we comfortable? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I know is Facebook, I understand. Instagram, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to do it yourself unless you're really strong at it is not a good idea mm-hmm. um, because it takes a lot of time because mm-hmm. you got to do research. you got to look at other people's pages. You've got to, like, there's a lot to mm-hmm. do with it, and you have to be pretty savvy to do it. Um, you also have to figure out, do you want an ROI on it? Like, yeah. What is your goal on it? You know, because something you just said is very interesting because it's, you go, you know, it's, it's not whether I'm going to do it. It's I'm, I have to do it. And the reason you have to do it is because it's a sales platform for you, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I hate to say that and everybody's like, well, it brings, you know, brand loyalty. And it does, it gives you information about the brand but at the end of the but day, at the end of the day, yeah. you know, I mean, you should see what some of these influencers are charging, you know, oh, no. somebody's making yeah. money off this, yeah. you know, and you should be too. And I look at uh, one of our competitors like Native and stuff, they use mm-hmm. social media to actually sell their company for a hundred million dollars. Are you don't know, kidding? No, no, not at all. Um, they actually just sold and, um, they had no salespeople. They had no distribution whatsoever. It was all over Facebook and Instagram. Wow. And, um, they did it kind of like a Harry shave club. Do you remember that? Yeah, I yeah, do remember the that. It's exact same thing. So it's your new retailer. Mm-hmm. is what social media is, you
2: know. Okay, but how do we cuz I often say and maybe you're you're you'll correct me in this, but I often say you have to use it to be social. You can't you can't be just throwing prices out to people. You no. have to engage them. So how no. do you, how do no, no, you no. like give us advice on that fine line where we learn. It, it's sort of like being at a cocktail party and throwing your card out and saying, here's me, call me if you need to. You gotta have your small talk. Yeah. You gotta have your little icebreaker. So how do how you, you do the small talk, but right. be mindful that at the end of the day, we're trying to convert these people. We have into, a business.
0: Yeah. like, And not only that, but not only do we have a business, but we want to get you off your old deodorant. Like, you know, we want to get you on a new freedom, I guess, you know, on a new path to freedom. We want to get you using better products for Mm -hmm. yourself. We want to educate you. Mm -hmm. We want you to feel good about what you're doing. We don't want you to feel like you're the only one out there that's putting tea tree oil on their armpits and going, why does this smell so bad and not work? You know, we, so it's, it's kind of like, how do we do the whole thing? You know, how do we educate you? How do we, um, Show you our product. How do we get feedback from you? You know, because that's also where our feedback comes from. You know, we want to hear sure. from our. It's our a, It's so.
2: a, yeah. Like never before, we're able to use them as focus groups. Use you. Use them. Use our friends. Our followers. Our, our you know the I people who are con- customers. Want to be customers. They've got something to say. They're telling us what they want. I could
0: ask a question. What do you think our next scent should be? You know, and I could get an answer like that better than any beta test for me to go out and get, you know, of all my friends. That's my favorite. They're like, oh, all my friends use your products it? And I go, yeah, did they give you feedback? No. But the minute I put it on social media, I get feedback just like that. Right away. Yeah. Usually, you go, (gasps) oh, liberty and liberty and... (laughs) (laughs) That was era snapping,
2: <laughs> by the way, if you heard that. <laughs> There's not like bombs going
0: off in our room. I love it. So,
2: so okay, what platforms do you use? So, Which platforms do okay, you Okay, so
0: we're on Instagram and on um, uh, Facebook. Okay. How do I forget that, yeah. right? Um, Facebook, like I said, I love um because I, can inter- I could interact more. And we just recently just switched some stuff up and we're doing something different. So I'm really excited to see what our social media is going to be like in the next few months. Um. Instagram, um, we were on, but it's not, I haven't figured that quite out yet, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you need to engage a lot with the people that are on there, not just getting likes. And also Facebook changed their algorithms yeah. all the time. And not only that, you can't ask people to like your page anymore. Um, so it's, it's very different. It constantly keeps changing and you have to keep up with it. Um, You know, and and there's people that do things like we've seen people that put blogs out there that say it's not sponsored. I have to tell you, yes, it is. You know, most of the stuff that it is sponsored, you know, again, back to, you know, our our recent competitor, you know, that put blogs out there. And then all of a sudden, once they're sold, the blogs now say their name on it. But they were the same blogs that were out there before. Are these
2: posts that blog posts that say that something wasn't sponsored and something was?
0: So, yeah. So you have to be very careful with stuff that you see out there nowadays. Uh-huh. You know, not everybody puts that they're sponsored for sure. stuff and stuff is sponsored. You know, even when you get free product, that's considered, sp- you yeah. get free product, yeah. right? Um, there's, I've seen um, things that were not even that nice that were out there. So it's just, it's trying to figure out that fine line of just being truthful, being, Telling people your story and just you just kind of have to keep getting it out there. Um, I love Facebook though because I feel like I can interact with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I have a personal Facebook account that a you know a lot of my friends go to, and I know how to how to post. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad, but I really don't. There's so right? many of us that don't. Um, yeah, I, I have absolutely no idea how to repost on Instagram. Yeah. FYI, <laughs> I've, it's been shown three <laughs> times, and I've yet to figure it out. Okay, <laughs> um, so it, you know, so and I think that. Uh, because I'm comfortable with it and because most of my friends are on it too, that Facebook is kind of our baby. Like yeah. we really enjoy Facebook. And you and
2: I had talked before this about the demographic of oh. Facebook being really meaningful
0: for you. Well, I'm not 25. Mm-hmm. You, you, um, you look, you. You look, look lo- good though, girl. You. you look good. Thank yeah. you, thank you. It's been uh-huh. pushed up a few times. Anyway, <laughs> um, but it's, um, so, you know how do I put it? Like my kids can figure out the Instagram side. Um, the Facebook side, I think the demographics a little bit older. I think, uh, the demographic is a little bit more consumer driven. Mm -hmm. Um, they, they know how to navigate it more like, you know, watching stories and and whatnot, where it's not just a picture. They actually might read some of the stuff or they'll watch the video from it or engage, ask you a question. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like, Kate, who's sitting next to me, right. I literally had to ask her how how to look at stories on Instagram and they're like these quick 30 second pieces and they're gone. Right. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, there's a few things on Facebook. I know I keep coming back to, and that I even send to myself in messenger. So I feel like maybe it's been my short-term memory is going away that I have to keep relooking at (laughs) stuff. But I, you know, I think, I think by having that, it's almost like you got your favorites and you almost kind of like get your, I, I, well, um, it sounds like it's not just that
2: you prefer it, yeah. at least right now, but that your consumer is My consumer prefers it. it, yeah. And so that makes it really meaningful. It's interesting to me, though, because the type of product that you're creating, yeah. I would think, would be a hit with millennials. And it, it's not that it's not. It's just that you yeah. haven't spent as much time on Instagram developing that.
0: Not necessarily true. Okay. Um, again, you got to look at the field and you got to look at, you know, what our end goal is and mm-hmm. how we want the, the brand we want to create for the company, mm-hmm. you know? And the first thing I said was Estee Lauder, you know? Yeah. And, um, that's the brand that kind of always comes back to me, the Bobby Browns of the world. Yeah. I remember hearing her and just loving her and stuff. Yeah. And, and, um, those are brands that resonated with me and those are brands that like my mom introduced me to. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that a mom has to introduce anybody to freedom, you know, or whatnot, yeah. but we really did make sense for like a mother and daughter, because we have a lavender citrus, I'm and we I'm have a friend on it sense yeah. peach, you yeah. know what I mean? So I want it to be the brand that people just look at and is trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the millennial side, what we see on the, you know, on the younger side is they're still trying to find their brands. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're finding different brands. They keep testing the waters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't want to be that brand. I just want to be that consistent brand. Mm. I don't have to be up here. And we have a lot of competition too, you know, on the everybody wants the younger generation. They forgot mm-hmm. about me. Yay! I know and that's I'm like, why we say like, we're here too. You should not forget yeah. about me because I buy the products still for my kids and I buy the products for me and I promise you I will spend more money than they will because they don't have money. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're still on my dime. Right. So, um, if it goes through me, then it's a brand that I'm going to stick with and I want to be that brand. Yeah.
2: You need to read, um... I'll I'll tell you about this later, but we're we're putting out a, a biannual magazine. It's oh, in print right now. I like it. So and there's an article in there about uh being a perennial, what it means to be a perennial, and you're gonna love this article. And it's written by Gina Pell, a friend of mine from up north. I love it. I wanna read stay tuned. Yes. Stay tuned. For okay, that. I like this. So um you had talked a bit ago about the strategy and you've been mentioning it as yeah. you go, whether it's focusing on Facebook for the consumer base that you want to really influence. Um, or what you said earlier was don't forget this is a business. We're trying to convert people. Right. When you look at social media, how how does your strategy to get them to convert
0: inform what you're posting? Um, you know, that's a fine line. Yeah. You know, you you talk to a social media person, and then you talk to a marketing person, and then you talk to an owner of a business and they're going to give you three different answers. Sure. Sure. Everybody's got a different angle and different way they see it and view it, of uh, and what they see and view as success. So let's
2: just let me just if we could assign. I have some assumptions. Correct me. The business owner wants to convert. The um, social media person wants to grow followers and likes and engagement. And the marketing person sees it as a cog in a bigger wheel.
0: So a little bit different. Okay. Um The marketer wants to convert because it's his numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay the business owner wants to see the bottom line Mm -hmm. because yes, you're Uh, getting a conversion, but you're spending X amount of dollars over here.
2: Great distinction. How much is it costing you? Whether it's dealing with influencers or hiring somebody to manage your social media, great distinction. Yeah.
0: Cause I've had people come back at me and say, you know, well, we had a million impressions or we've had six six times conversions. You know what I mean? And okay. But how much did it cost us to get there? Yeah. You know, and by the way, and if that's great, and if you've got a great conversion, a great impression, people are talking about you and everything else, and it's all coming and your sales are going up, that's great. But if they're not, yeah, or your engagement's not going up, you know, from the business owner side, because my marketing guy is not necessarily looking at my engagements. My social media person is looking at engagements, but isn't looking at sure. conversions, you know, and I'm looking at the whole thing and how much it's costing me altogether. So, so
2: when you approach social media you're approaching it with somebody who has decided that there's a certain amount of investment that's going to go into this. What would you say to the person who's starting up, who doesn't have that kind of capital to put towards social and is doing it themselves?
0: Okay. So I got to tell you, it's (laughs) the best way for them to start. And it doesn't take a lot of capital. That's the crazy part. Because what you're trying to do is really get your brand out there, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, And the more people that come to your website to buy, you got to look at the overall, like if a person's buying one time, they might buy a second time and a third time. Because when you get them at your website, then you've got your emails you've and you captured, them. captured yeah. them and you could really build a, a great brand from that. Um, you don't necessarily do that. And at that. that
2: point, it really relies on the product. That's the product yeah. right there. The product Absolutely. has to sell for the second order. Absolutely. And then, yeah. you
0: know, your overall value of your client is so much more. But my 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 theory is just start. I yeah. know so many people who just don't. I know two companies that do well that never advertise on Facebook. And I was like, you're crazy. Yeah. Just what have somebody you missed to look out on? at your website. Somebody to look, just another person to see it costs you $5. You could do it from your phone target. You know, if you have a business, right, let's say you just have a business, a brick and mortar business. And if you haven't targeted everybody in your zip code, yeah. like go close your doors, yeah. like go close your doors. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand what you're doing. It, it's so simple and it doesn't cost a lot of money.
2: Yeah. I think it's, there's an intimidation with anything that people think they have to purchase to no. advertise, market, get there. It, it feels like it's so far from the creation of the product or the service, and yet again, that, that's why it's a business. Like we're building this so they will buy this, so we can we can find the margin and hopefully put some of that in our pocket. And people are women, right? Who don't take as much risk. These are these. This is data information, mm-hmm. or da- this is data that I'm collecting that has been collected. This isn't me just saying this. They're less likely to take risks and there's something about spending money on, in this particular um, bit of information, it's on advertising, but let's let's bundle it into the bigger marketing question or the bigger marketing issue. They're afraid or they feel like it's um, frivolous spending on the business and it's not it, there's not a, a long-term vision when they're thinking about that, whether it's public relations, whether it's... And look, I've suffered from it too. It's like, let, let's figure out how to do... Or we there, the money isn't there, I think, is right. probably the other thing. It's not just fear. But hold on. Yeah. You don't have $5? No. Uh, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Right. But, but I want to be fair to the people who are listening that they don't know it's $5. Right. So what I'm saying is you're saying so I'm you can you do something. that $5
0: investment in it can be meaningful. I'm going to save some business owner who's listening to to this right now yeah. a ton of money. Save us. So they could save this money and they could put it into like their Facebook advertising. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, first of all, if you're going to build an online platform mm-hmm. or if you have a brick and mortar and you're thinking about building an online platform, don't get scared. Go straight to Shopify. Get one of their free themes. Okay. Yeah. Have them build out your thing. They actually have people that'll build out for you for a couple hundred dollars. Yeah do not go and spend like five, $6,000 on right, this. Right. And that's your first time, like go yeah. do it just to have something up there. Um, that's one. So now I just saved you five or $6,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. Divide that by five. Okay. Divide that by five. Right? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. Yeah. Divide that by five dollars, yeah. right? Pick out zip codes that are all around you. Yeah. Run an ad with a picture of your business or talk about something so special about your business that somebody wouldn't know about. Yeah. Something to catch somebody's eye. Make it a great picture. Make it cute. Make it pretty. Make it something. Catch their eye. Yeah. Spend $5 and see what happens. Yeah. That's it. So you did something
2: in addition to the work that you're doing on Facebook and mm-hmm. Instagram. You put out some video through YouTube and I watched your video. You did? I mean, yeah, because I, I, mean, I wanted to know a little bit more about you. But it was interesting. I was like, this is a great encapsulated way of telling a story and getting to know you. There was no product in what I saw. There wasn't?
0: I got to look at my YouTube stuff. But
2: no, <laughs> no, no, but I mean, maybe some of them had, no, but I, there's one on the site in particular. And then there was one, it was a green it was a green Tuesday or Tuesday tip and you were wearing green earrings and you had your Seattle (laughs) (laughs) Seahawks hat. But but there's things that um, you're doing that really inform us as a customer or potential customer, like a little bit about you, your why, a little bit about the product and what goes into it. In this case, what doesn't go into it. Um, And it's sort of like, oh, I, I know her. She's my friend. Like I'm (laughs) buying from my friend. Right. How intentional was that in creating video to promote the brand to get the word out about the brand? Or was that just like. Oh, she's cute. Let's put her on video and see if we can sell something. Um,
0: no, no, it was actually the total opposite. Um, if for anybody, I think when you're first starting out, to say that something was super intentional, I mean, it has to be like <laughs> you know, you're, you literally you can lie and I say, "Oh, I'm so not going to." I'm yeah. going to tell you the truth. Yeah. It's you know, you fly by the seat of your pants half the yeah. time, and I will tell you that I, I got to see the videos, but I have a feeling there's one that literally half the stuff. It was at my friend's store. Yeah, you know, and like half the the vase next to me fell over <laughs> during the video and we're trying to figure out how to like get it out yes and how many people like looked at it and went okay those are crap you got to redo those and you have to get them higher quality and you have to do this and quite honestly you like none of those were ever scripted and I think you know with all of everything we do in freedom is the freedom to kind of be free and do whatever you want like, people see the passion I have in this, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of hard to hide. I kind of wear it on my sleeve. So the one thing I noticed when we were first starting was it was about me being passionate about our products, you know, Mm -hmm. and what we do and remembering what Cindy felt like when she called me crying, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Remembering that moment. And I think it's like almost contagious mm-hmm. right and that's what i want people to get is that is like this is a good thing this is not a bad thing i don't want you to be scared i don't want you to feel like you're doing something mm-hmm. so horrible and different you know i want you to be excited to buy our product i want you to know it's going to work i want you to know that we're with you we know how you feel and we're there you know and that's just what we try to relay in all the videos um which by the way have to be redone no, but, but they <laughs> but, don't um,
2: because I think the fact that they're not, and, and they look great, by the way. I, 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 so it's, I mean, I'm not saying they're not highly produced. You said that. But the, <laughs> I think that makes it more trustworthy. Well, it's a little bit of like, this is just them getting out the story. This isn't, there's not a $30,000 team of people and cameras yeah. and everything there. And so it reads less like a commercial and more like a story.
0: So- I I don't like things that are too scripted. I don't. I think the rigidity in life is one of the things that I least like in so many different ways. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just, I'm a girl. I'm an immigrant. I'm a single mom. Um, I don't have the stuff going for me. Like, you know, I didn't come from Harvard, you know, mm-hmm. English is my second language and I barely even know how to spell half the time. Mm-hmm. Thank God for spell check. I am absolutely
2: um, sure that there's a correlation between bad spellers and entrepreneurship. But I think that's so another too. episode. So anyway,
0: you know, but seriously, <laughs> seriously. Um, no lie. and it took me like a year to figure out how to spell deodorant and I own a yeah. company. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. By the way, spell oh, entrepreneurship. entrepreneurship. Yeah, I I'm can't, like, go ahead. I can't, I really can't. <laughs> so, um, I think it had to do with like, (laughs) I did what everybody else wanted me to do for so long. I got married. I had the corporate job, you know, I worked out a lot. um, You know, I didn't, I didn't like that. And um, babies, babies, I had the babies and I had to do this. And every time I tried to do what everybody else wanted me to do, it it wasn't me. Mm. Right. and, now I, I I guess I'm you know mid forties and uh, you know things are like falling apart yeah. and like yeah. you're putting it back together and how much more time do we have to mm-hmm. do what everybody else wants you to do right? Mm-hmm. I created a company because I wanted this for myself. I know there's other people that are going to enjoy it just as well, and I'm really excited about that. You know, and I want people to know why we did this and. I don't think I could even keep to a script if they gave it to me. Sure, you know I really have a bad memory. I do, and um, but I don't want it to come off scripted. I this is my story. It's nobody else's story. So let me impair that and show that. And I hope other people get it. Like we've got a video coming out. Like I swear, half my head is cut off. But it was it was it was so like genuine because it was exactly how I felt at that moment. That I was like, let's put this out. Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. So.
2: That's a you just set up the the last question, which is, um you've talked about it sort of it you know kind of I've done it, I've done what I was supposed to do, and now I just want to do what I feel called to do, what I feel moved to do, what I feel we talked about yeah. nagging in the first uh part of this um interview what what would you say to a woman, so the statistic behind this is that Women are outpacing men in starting businesses, but they're also outpacing men in failing. Now, some of it is just a numbers game. You being a numbers person, you understand that, that, you know, it's one in five are going to succeed. And so if we have more trying, then we're going to have more failing. But I believe it's also that women are new as a generation to this entrepreneurial game on their own, you know, not the mom and pop thing, but really on their own. And so how do we help support and scaffold other women to create the success that you're experiencing, that you're on the road to experiencing more of? Like, what do
0: we need to do? So I learned a really hard lesson recently. We started a fundraise, you know, Mm -hmm. because I was like, oh, my God, why are we raising money? I'm like, oh, yeah, we got to grow. That's right. You know, because it's one thing nobody tells you is even though your company does well um, with competition and everything else, it really doesn't hurt you to bring in other investors, other minds, other yeah. money to really scale it, you know, because if you look at anything in Silicon Valley, they, that's all they do, you yeah. know, is bring in money. Um, and I thought, well, how hard can this be? Like we are profitable, you know, we make, we did well, we've got, we look good. Everything looks like good. Everything's right. And oh my gosh, it has been a very, humbling experience (laughs) to say the least. And what I realized, and I, I love this question so much, and I wish that people talked about it more because, you know, you're raised, were you ever raised to talk business? Did you ever talk business Mm. with your buddies or anything like Mm that? No, we never talked about it. We talked about, we're going to get a boyfriend. We're going to get married. We're going to have kids. Mm -hmm. We're going to do this. We're going to travel there. My house is going to look like this. I want to buy this dress, blah, blah, blah. Right. I mean, did I just sum up all the way up to 28. And yeah, yeah, never drink wine after beer, like you know, yeah. stuff like that, yeah. right? So, and I'll hold your hair, yeah. And um, totally okay, an important so part there. This is this is this is the life of a girl growing up, at least you know, yeah. Guys don't do that, okay? Guys talk about business, guys talk about what do you want to do, what are you going to major in, where are you going to go, Da, hey, I know this guy, I know th- that guy, let me introduce you to this person, maybe we could get you an internship here. You know, my dad was a business person, blah blah blah, blah. let's hang out, let's talk money. Let's talk business, right? They will talk about girls. They'll probably talk about football, you know, um, but they'll talk about business a lot. And we missed that whole like 20 years, Mm
1: -hmm. right? So
0: we kind of came in the back way of, I'm going to build a business now. All right, great. Let's go. I had a woman once tell me recently, her, whose, uh, husband sold a pretty big company. And I said, you know, can I go to, can I talk to him? You know, got a great opportunity, everything else. The first thing she said to me was, don't ask him for money. I go, do you tell his guy friends that when they go golfing on the golf course? Because I bet you she doesn't. And they get investments all day long. And they get introductions all day long. All day How did long. she
2: respond to that?
0: I just looked at her and I was like, yeah, wow. Uh. wow. You know, I, I couldn't believe it because I was like, wow, you know I'm building a business, a successful one on top of it because you have no problem asking me to bring you samples all day long. But God forbid I go to somebody who has done this before, ask him advice, help, you know, whether it's introduce me to somebody or whatever, and you you don't want me to do it. Okay, I want to ask you something. Do you think
2: that's her? Do you feel like she was the one that missed the point, the opportunity to connect you with her husband? Or do you believe that she was potentially protecting you from a, 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 a person, happens to be a man, right. who wasn't going to take you seriously when you asked him for money because you were a
0: woman. Okay. Either way. I'm not saying either right. way it's okay. I'm right. saying, which do you think it was? You know what? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't say that I know what's in her mind, but I, I know for a fact that my guy friends that have gone out and done this- Don't get responses like that. Yeah. You know, and, um, or they get the, let me introduce you to somebody. I might know somebody for you in this realm or this, they get taken much more seriously. Um, I still get the, how's that little soap company you've got, you know, I'm like we don't even do soap, but it's a good idea for the future. (laughs) Um, You know? Yes, I do know. um, I do know. Right. So it's, I think as women, as women, we need to support each other more. You know, as women, we should be saying, you know what? My husband knows a few people. Like, why don't I get you in front of them? Mm -hmm. Like, do you have something you could send me? Let me see what your term sheet looks like. Or you know what? I used to do design back in the day. Like, do you need any help with something? Yeah. You know, like have the conversations. Have the conversations. Like, okay, where do you want to get into? Like, I had a friend who called. I think you did too. You know, I knew somebody over there. You know, okay, let me make a phone call, introduce yeah. you. Women don't do that. We don't. Some do. You know, women nowadays are getting better at it. That's all guys do. So I think when you're trying to build a business and you know you have, and it's called the boys club. The guys support each yeah. other. You're going to have a stronger business when you have a better community supporting each other. Mm-hmm. I'll give you another stat. You're going to love this. My two competitors that just sold. Okay. One was started by a man, okay, and it was because his, his sister couldn't find um, a deodorant and he thought mm-hmm. this is a great model, who also sold two businesses from Harvard Business School. Mm-hmm. There's a few connections there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The other ones was started by a woman, but a male VC came in and took over as co-founder and CEO and sold the company. Why didn't she sell it? What did he have that she didn't have? Mm-hmm. Connections. What did the other one have that, he, that somebody else didn't? Came from Harvard and sold two businesses. Yeah. He can make a phone call. I think for women getting to that next level, we could all start. We could all start, right? It's very few that get through to yeah. the next level, and I think that's that middle ground that we have to focus on to help women out
2: and to support one another. So yeah. you just did an infomercial or an ad for Liberty <laughs> for, because uh, okay. we're launching a membership which Ooh. is to get women connected to each other to support one another. I think So awesome. we'll talk connect, about, connect, can, can we? be a member? <laughs> you can be a member and we're going to use that somehow. I love it. So thank you for that. I think there were lots of nuggets in what you just said. And I also want to say to all our millennial sisters who are out there who are learning from what, um, you've seen your mothers go through, what you're listening to today, like the opportunity is there and start talking about your futures, start investing in one another, start talking about business. And for the women who are closer to your age and my age, um, you know, we need to start having those conversations because we have the experience. We have the know-how. We come armed and ready for business. So all we got to do is believe that we are. So thank you for that. I feel empowered just listening to you. So before we let you go, we do this one part of our interview called the Quick Six. So I'm going to ask you six questions, just whatever comes to mind. Okay. Do you prefer a nine to five or a flex schedule? Flex all day
0: long. <laughs> what is nine to five? Yeah, it's so structured. <laughs> ah. I know. Ah.
2: Um, the other thing that non spellers, flex schedule people, and right. entrepreneurs. Oh. Um, do you like vacationing in the mountains or the
0: beach? Um, the forest. I like trees. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Napa. Oh. I can hang there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> mountains, wine, vineyard, yes. or yeah. Okay. Yes.
2: A forest on a mountain overlooking the beach. Okay. Done done. You just let me know where that is and we'll go. Um, Do you like working from home or an office? Actually, I know this is going to shock people. An office. No, I don't think it is. We just... More and more we're hearing people say, like, I can be focused in an office. I don't. The laundry's not staring at me. Oh, I love you. That's yeah, just, Yeah. I'm
0: not washing the dishes. I'm yeah, not cleaning, cleaning up my yeah. kids' room. Yeah. I just. Yeah, I
2: feel. There's a lot of shame. <laughs> <laughs> I work from my home. <laughs> the dishes are shaming me. The laundry's shaming You're me. You're never my good, never good enough. My 10-year-old is shaming me. I got to go to the never. office. Um, do you like working alone or with a team?
0: Oh, a team. Yeah. I love people. Do you
2: need that alone time to I do be more visionary? And
0: so I think again, happy medium. Yeah. Um, I think when the team's right and you get inspired by the people around you, I think it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And I really don't want to build a business where I'm doing it all myself. Yeah, I, I really want to empower the people around me and watch them grow along yeah. with me. Amen. Um, yeah. but then on the flip side, I sometimes need nobody to speak to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do. It's yeah. usually later on at night. Um, yeah. I love, like, I love flying because I get that time. <laughs> I, I know
2: it's, it's horrible, but <laughs> I flew a week and a half, two weeks ago, I was flying to New York and people were like, Oh, it's this fight. And I was like, are you kidding me? I think this is Next awesome. Five hours <laughs> with nobody talking to me. This is awesome. heaven. I'm going to get so much done. Oh my yeah. God. You got to join the clubs too. You know yeah. what I mean? You yes. go sit in the club. Yes. Oh, oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's coming it. at you asking you questions. It's awesome. Yes. I know.
2: I know. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> Um, this is the hardest question by far. Thai or Mexican food?
0: Thai-Mexican fusion, both.
2: Okay. New answer. Never yeah. heard
0: that. Well, why not? I that mean, That sounds like really? a truck.
2: That sounds like a truck in, like a food truck. It could be the next business. Be, yeah. Okay. All right. You're welcome. Yeah. Freedom <laughs> plus liberty equals Thai-Mexican. Right. There you go. Um, and then this uh, podcast is called Liberty Sessions. Our brand is called Liberty. What does it mean for you to be liberated? Freedom. Yeah, I knew you're gonna
0: <laughs> so go get You're looking at me like she's gonna show you exactly that. what she's so gonna, gonna go there
2: freedom. But that's yeah. exactly what it means. Yeah, I love that. Ira, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for being with us. It's been a pleasure and thanks for hauling it out to LA from Vegas. Maybe you can take some of this temperate weather with you. (laughs) Stay here. And Liberty (laughs) listeners, thanks again for hanging with us. And I'm sure you've learned a lot in this um, podcast interview and check out the show notes for all things about Ira and her brand Freedom and freedomdeodorant.com if you want to head over there. Liberty Road is broadcast on all platforms Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and more. If you like what you've heard, please follow, rate, and review Liberty Road on Apple Podcast and Spotify. It helps us to know if these episodes are inspiring and equipping you to move into your middle third with intention. Liberty Road is created by executive producer Netta Jones, supervising producer Elizabeth Windham, producer Julia Windham, and music by Jack Jones.
1: and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us. Call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.